Hey man, I gotta know, what are they biting on? The end of my line. Here, try one of these finesse crawlers from D&D. D&D baits are top quality baits in a large variety of colors and styles. D&D baits have been proven to work better than the national brands in the waters here in the Pacific Northwest. They create their baits custom to the water conditions. D&D makes the baits no one else will have. Catch D&D baits on Facebook. Land more fish. Beat them senseless. Throw down. That's why we don't get serious. You can run. You can. You can't hide. It's time for the Fuller Podcast with your host, Jeff Fuller. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fuller Broadcast 24/7 Sports News, live interviews, and many a coverage. I do interviews with MMA fighters, boxing, IKF, bare knuckle fighting, and also street beef fighters. So right now we're going to give uh, street feet. Fighter D. John Edmund on here. Let's see if he's here. Let's see if we get him on. There we go. How hey. you doing today? Thanks again. It's an honor uh, you uh, letting me be able to have the opportunity to be interviewed. I appreciate your time and effort, sir. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so, give us a little detail how uh, you grew up and decided to be a fighter. Um. I grew up a little of a low class, you know. My uh, parents were uh, never really had a time to raise me during my childhood, so I had a lot of it with my grandparents. And uh, later on, I ended up living up with my uh, mom and dad between uh, my childhood, and never really had the uh, same uh, opportunities other kids had, you know. So then I joined the military. That was my first actual job going to military at 17. And uh, once I got out of the military, I started working for security. Then after working for security, I uh, joined uh, the state, the state correction. That's, uh, so what was it like to come out of the military? Uh, so you know, I used to be in the, uh, worked on the military base down in Quantico. Marine base. I used to be the manager at the chow halls, feeding all the Marines, Army, Navy personnel. It was, it was a fascinating job I had, and I loved it. So, what was it like to be out of the military now? That's a huge responsibility. Um, mine picked up. I'm still in, I'm still in the military, National Guard, but um, yeah, I've been in for uh, about seven years now. But yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely a life changer, you know. Being a being a different environment, you know, you realize why they say thank you for your service. You're making a you're making a sacrifice volunteering. You know, you're preventing a draft for for other people that don't need to join. You know, right. So what's what's how so how's your training going now with the COVID nineteen from last year and continuing this year? Don't know how it's going to end or if it's ever going to end. So are, are you able to to continue your keeping in shape your training and everything before your fights um actually gotten a lot harder um to be honest training has been really minimal for me I probably train like two times a week now before the outbreak it's been I've been training like at least four times a week or uh or I settled down and got married and had a, a family but before that I used to train like six days a week go to the gym for at least six hours you know and i guess 
all the exercising in the past kind of rolled over to now. So I'm not as unathletic as I thought I would be because uh, I took care of myself a few years ago. So it's like when you're out of military, it's not like the exercise that you guys get from a National Guard or Marines or anything. You guys train tougher in the military. So you can take that experience from the training in the military to what you're doing now and build yourself up to, you know, whatever you do. No, I agree. The uh, the, the knowledge really does help. It, uh, a lot of at-home exercises, calisthenics, that keeps you, uh, that keeps mostly, keeps the heart pumping, keeps your cardio up, you know? Just instead of having to go outside or go to a gym since there's no gym, well, Jersey's more on lockdown compared to other places, I believe. So there's not really a lot of open areas or max capacity is really small. So yeah, I try to run when uh, when the weather's nice or I'll do a calisthenics, probably the living room. So, uh, have you had your first fight with Street Beef yet, or are you just waiting for it? I actually had four fights in Street Beefs. So, I, uh, give us a little first, detail. Yeah, um, I I really not picky. I'll I'll get whatever I can get because my philosophy is, if I uh, don't fight ever, I'll never have the uh, experience to even be able to defend myself. I want to be able to still fight for my family, fight for my safety, you know? And if I can't do that, then I'm I'm pretty much defenseless, you know? Right. I That's really why I like to fight, so I'd be able to protect the ones that can't. So, and Street Beats helps me test, uh, test my fighting knowledge every time I go inside the cage. So what is it you do? You do boxing or the MMA portion of... Uh fighting when you're in the street beef competition street beefs i did three mma and i did one boxing but i usually am not really picky if there's a boxing mixer i'll go in the boxing mixer but if it's an mma i'll, I'll try to jump into mma when i get the chance my uh first fight was with a, a guy named Daki. he was a skilled wrestler he uh he was fighting out of scranton pa and he was uh he was a tough guy and he uh actually slammed me a good a good portion of times in, in the fight even though it got stopped due to uh due to blood i say he was probably one of my most challenging fights i've had street beats so uh going on to 2021 what do you see yourself fighting for in the future like uh, are you planning on trying to make it pro or are you just gonna keep where you're at right now with street beefs and the job you got I mean, it's it's tough because uh, my real goal, because I used to be under uh, my school before they got closed from COVID, the Karate Dojo. They have been uh, they've been up for uh, fourteen years. I know the I've been with the the school. The school's been open for fourteen years, and I've known the owner for about five or six. And since COVID uh, made him have to close down. I, uh, every time I go inside to fight, I'll wear my gi to represent represent the school, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's been a tough, it's been really tough with the COVID-19 because I've, know, I've known some owners that had to shut down due to COVID-19. They've lost their customers. They lost fighters that were close to them. They had to go somewhere else and try to train. So 
the emotion going with you in the gym you were training, how how is that cooping with you right now with the that shutting down and stuff? It was tough, and uh, going back on your last question, the reason why uh, I used to fight amateur, a uh, good couple amateur fights. I did a I did a boxing tournament under another boxing gym that was a uh, good friends with the uh, instructor there. But the goal was to fight a couple amateur, and then once I turned twenty five to go pro. Then they closed down. I uh, also went to the academy, and that stumbled time, and then. You know, I had to move on between schools. I now moved to Bill Scott's, which uh, I'll find the logo right here. Shore Academy, PA in uh, Point Pleasant. And they, uh, they, they, we actually, uh, my instructor under the Karai Dojo was under Bill Scott's. So that's, uh, that's how I was able to move and transition easier there. But the plan was to eventually, after I get enough amateur fights, once I turn 25, go pro. But uh, now my expectations got down a little lower since uh, since the epidemic, you know. So now I just want to see uh, how how good my martial arts, starting off at that standstill, would uh, compete with the fighters in the backyard. Have you uh, have you ever thought about competing in uh, grappling? Yeah, I've actually done uh, a couple couple grappling tournaments. I've done the uh, IBJJF. Uh, there I did Naga, did a couple Nagas in New Jersey, a uh, couple a uh, couple events at the Christian Brothers Academy, and uh, I did pretty well in those. I I think I only lost about two or three times. Yeah, I know. But they, overall, they got a. I got a Sorry about that. Again? Oh they no, you're fine. I couldn't hear. They have a bunch of them out, and they do a lot of bunch of tournaments out in uh, Texas, out yeah. towards Houston. So. If you ever think about doing that, you should try that. They give they got a lot of uh, tournaments out there that are like a thousand dollars a prize for uh, first place. Yeah, Texas has a good uh, a lot of good wrestlers actually. There's a lot of good wrestlers down uh, down south southwest, and uh, also that's that's the huge uh, huge bash. You know, the east and the and the west always come at each other all the time. Yep. Because we we got some pretty good wrestlers too, but everyone's style is different. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so the goal with the uh, COVID nineteen starting, it raised your bar lower. How how can uh, if we could get like if you could get where you want to be right now, you could see re retraining and getting back where you are and try to get back to going pro. But with this COVID nineteen, you think all this is stopping every fighter? professional fighters from doing what they want to do? Uh, I definitely believe it. I mean, professional-wise, no. Uh, professionals, the the pro athletic commissions, they're, they're always going to be open, sadly, because they, they kind of got that little break, you know? They got that financial break. Compared to, like, amateurs, amateurs aren't getting paid. Amateurs are actually, a lot more money is being invested, so there's nothing going on in Jersey. There's no there's no uh, sanctioned amateur events going on in Jersey at all. So that kind of leaves a, a lost pool of the talent that, that either has to go pro or just lost their hope and lost their dreams and just haven't tried at all, you know? Yeah, that, I, I believe that. That's, that's, you know, ever since I've done started my show, I've seen 
am amateur fighters that are like doing kickboxing or MMA amateur out here in the West Coast, when all the gyms yeah. shut down and everything, they still train, but for their dream to come true to be a pro has like stopped right there until they get all those matches with MMA and you know what more matches they need to turn pro. So, yeah. Hopefully, this well, that, go so ahead. As you're saying, keep on. No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying uh, this COVID nineteen has just really struck a lot of athletes. So hopefully, this COVID nineteen ends, everybody get back where they where they would go. You know, going pro, train a lot more. We'll see from there. I mean, I agree. It's just it, it just leaves uh leaves talent stagnant, you know, because uh, you got these guys that have to take a gamble. Do I wait longer and hope it blows over, or do I take the gamble and go pro and possibly win? But usually, when a guy's a pro, he already has experience in. He's transitioning to the next level. So would you take so, the would you take the chances to go pro if like something came up, say a manager came to you and said, hey. What's your record? Uh, and you tell them your record, and you're like, you got any videos? They like what they see, and they say, hey, let's sign you and try to get your first pro pro fight. And would you take that chance, or would you wait and see where this goes? Um, that that would be a tough one. That's that's honestly that's like a double edged sword for me because I know I haven't been training a lot. I know my conditioning isn't the best. Since uh, since the shutdown, like I know I I gained I gained some weight. I was I used to be one eighty, now I'm two hundred. So I know when it comes to my conditioning, but my fighting knowledge is still there. I probably I probably take it with the hopes of that my opponent is probably in the same situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. You got you do got a point there, man. So. Uh, how does it feel to have all the support with, uh, you know, the Street Beat family, Sunshine, and all the others that are helping all these fighters get fights, uh, all the events that are going on, and your family? How's, how's that support working out for you? I mean, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm in debt. I'm really thankful for what, uh, what Street Beat's giving me the opportunity to fight in their yard, and, uh, Scarface and uh, Sunshine really helped me the whole way there. They they held my hand with getting signed up and everything, you know? And they really have no problem with me. And as long as I'm just respectful there, they, they'll let me fight. And it's, more, it's not like what people try to image it as. It's, it's a community, you know? It's a... <laughs> No, it's your, uh, it's one of, it's Sunshine. She's sharing all the videos out to everybody. That's what, that's what you're hearing in the background. Yeah, I thought, I thought you heard, heard that from me too, but that just happened to me also. <laughs> so, yeah. how's your family feel about you doing, uh, Street Beats and these fights? Um, my wife is, she was hesitant at first. She thought it was... <laughs> She thought it was uh, a lot worse than what it actually is, but she realized that, like I said, it's a community. They're not they're not bad. They're not they're not bad people. Either. They're down to earth, very generous and humble people. Especially after looking at uh, Scarface's uh, documentary, he's he's a hundred percent the guy that 
he says he is. He's a, he's an amazing guy, very very modest, and he's the the true hope of what uh people expect uh expect someone to be. You know. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing about that. I heard about the documentary, the doc thing he made show, and every here you're gonna have haters and you're gonna have non-haters. I've already got yeah. the haters, so. I see what you what you see on YouTube. You got almost what? How many people that view your fights and stuff? Almost over what? A hundred k views. You have actually people out there that are young, in the middle age, and maybe in their fifties, sixties. Watch you guys put on a fight on YouTube live, and I watched a few of those. That those really impressed me, and. The things you guys do, getting in there and fighting, just, just, uh, that's what you guys love to do. And I wish somebody would understand what street beef is all about instead of hating everybody. So, hopefully, in the future, people will understand what you guys do in street beef to understand why you guys fight. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean... Scarface and his team does things the right way within regulations to, to the state, you know, compared to like past organizations that go about it the wrong way or do it with bad intentions. Like you're talking about gang related fights, bet fights that are unsanctioned, things like that. That's which is illegal. That's a crime, you know. Right. So. And the way he's going about it, he's not going about it to make profit. He's going about it to get people that love the fight to compete, to to get a taste of what competing is like. Right. Which I honestly agree. It's like it's like pro am in a way because you got guys that aren't sure if they want to fight, so they jump in, see what it's like, and then they leave instead of wasting all their time and money just to set up one amateur fight that takes months to schedule. So he just saved himself all that headache with just a week's worth of signing up. Right. Compared to guys like me who already have past experience that just wants to see if they still have it. You know? Yeah, here's the good news, though. You have two fighters that are going to be stopped fighting with street beef starting one in Janu January 30th. And I think that's Rico Talley. Yeah. And somebody else. Uh... I keep forgetting. Uh, you got him. Uh, his name is uh, Anmuel or something like that. No, I'm trying. I, I I get his his action. I'm trying to figure out. I forgot. Memnon Warrior. That's his name. Yeah. He so, uh he got signed by Anthony Pettis. Yeah. So you see, there are street beat fighters out there being seen by these other professional fighters, so they get yep. into pro and everything. So a lot of people are not looking at what they're seeing. So if they, if they can see what you guys do, and you already see two fighters going from street beast to pro, so that's showing a sign that you, as a fighter, just show what you got and take it to the next level. Oh yeah, without a doubt, because that's the thing, and it's a it's a win win for street beast because since all the amateur events are shut down, at least for me in Jersey. Of course, these promotions are going to look elsewhere. They're going to look to see what's still open. And right. to the convenience of, uh, you know, street beefs, 
Street Beefs is open, and they have they have a hundreds upon hundreds of fights monthly. So they they definitely get to pick out talent because I tell you every time I'm in that cage, I don't know if I'm facing a beginner or uh, an amateur with thirty fights. You, you know what I'm saying? You could be facing anyone. Yeah, that's true. So uh, before we end the show, is there anybody you like to thank, like family, your uh, Scarface or Sunshine? Anybody you like to? you know, say thanks to? Yeah, so especially um, since uh, I really, every time I have my fights, I really don't want to disrespect my school at all in any, any way. So I really don't give out shout-outs. I stay simple and sweet, but I want to say shout-out and uh, thank you for Bill Scott's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, everyone there, all the instructors there, I appreciate it, your uh, time and effort. The Karate Dojo, even though you're closed, I still represent you every fight I'm in. Darren's checkmate boxing for all the uh, boxing, all the years of boxing that I've uh, sparred there and all I've worked there. And uh, shout out especially to Street Beeps. Shout out to Scarface, shout out to Sunshine, shout out to Besteban for uh, everything they do to make uh, to make things happen. And uh, thank you again for just giving me the time, Mr. Fuller. Seriously. You're, you're welcome, man. And I want to say something to everybody out there. You see this guy, this guy I'm interviewing everybody? He helped me and my family out. It wasn't no, it wasn't much, but he helped us get what we need for us, for my medical and everything. And I appreciate this guy so much. He's got a lot of respect for me. I got respect for him. So thank you for helping us out. Anytime. I seriously, at least I can do. I've always, I know, always say to myself, if I was in this situation, I would hope someone would do the same for me. <laughs> so. I got one thing I want you to do. Do you have anything you want to say to the haters out there? Yes. Um, to everyone that's too scared to show up yourself, you can. if you come to me ever in the cage or any of the fighters with some skill, my goal is to humble arrogance and command respect. So you can uh, find out what that is if you ever see me in the cage. All right, you heard him, guys. Thank you for being on my show, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome Thanks, to come sir. back anytime you like. And uh, I really appreciate the time. You're welcome, sir, and you have a good night. And I'll see you, you soon. You as well. All right, here we go. All right, guys. You heard it from D. John. He's a uh, street beef fighter. He's uh, had at least five, four fights and street beefs. He's uh Doing a little training right now. Uh, COVID nineteen is really, really not setting the bar for everybody. A lot of fighters can't fully train because most of the gyms have closed for good. So hopefully, some of these fighters that are out in the East Coast or West Coast, with all the gyms closing, they can find a gym that they can fully start training and get back and where they they're at, so they can try to get back there. Emmy fights or pro, whatever they do. So respect to him, and hopefully uh, he gets back to fighting. And uh, I want to start giving shout outs to my uh, sponsors. So let's go here. Deep Tyson the Hitman. I appreciate you helping me with my show. Everything you do for me, sending fighters to my show to help me get their stories out, how they've been training and everything done a lot for me. I appreciate the support. Deep Tyson, the hitman. Check his page out. D&D &D Bates. 
he has a lot of good baits for you guys. So if you guys ever look on the logo on the right side top, and you'll see his video, 30 second video. He's got a lot of great baits that you guys could purchase. You just go to his website. And also I'll be start getting me out prizes from D&D baits here within the next week or so once we get going. Uh, now let's go to my last promote sponsor. Here she is right. Oh, wrong one. There we go. Alright. Unique Craft by Eve. Evelyn Washington. Personalized gifts and crafts. Hats, mugs, shirts, anything that you need with your logo or business, anything. Also, she's doing Valentine's with 10% off. Let me show you this banner real quick. If you go to www.uniquecraftsbyeve.com, from now until Valentine's, you get 10% off when you mention my name. So give her a holler. Go to this website. Check out everything she does. Let me show you some items real quick. Alright, here we go. Let me take this off. If you look right here. She made a wine glass for my wife. Let me turn it all the way around. You see that right there? This wine glass. With my logo on here. She also, you, she can make cups for you. With your logo for your wife, right? husband. You get a logo made. She can put your name, a heart, anything on the cups for you. If you guys want to personalize anything. And if you look right here, I got another one. This is my favorite. This is my beer mug. She made a beer mug for me. Also, if you guys need some shirts made. Also, the mask. Full of broadcast. 24-7. Here's my shirt right here. Let me get a shirt. Oh, here, right here. Here's the shirt. So whenever you guys need anything made, personalized or anything, just give her a holler. She'd be glad to help you out. Give you a good price range. Just remember, you get 10% off from now until Valentine's. So, I'd like to thank everybody from Street Barrack BKFC, MMA, UFC, Bellator. I'd like to thank all the fighters that came on my show, telling their stories, the support they gave me. So, let's continue. Let's grow big. And I appreciate everybody that's watching Fuller Broadcast 24-7 Sports News. Live interviews and many a coverage. If you need an interview, tell your story. Just message me and I'll set up an interview. Have a good night from Fuller Broadcast.